always football season, Nuke. Absolutely. <laughs> they skippy on that one. Sun Devil Spring practice going on right now. Uh, lots of uh, lots of information, lots of hope about this football team going into next year to help us break it all down. Get the latest from out there in Tempe. Hode Rubino, DevilsDigest.com. Hode, it's Crespin and Minuch. Thanks for giving us a few minutes, my brother. How we doing, Hode? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, you got it. So, uh, as Manuch says, it's always football season. Uh, it feels that way right now in Tempe. What are some of the What are some of the things that have jumped out to you so far with spring practice? This is talk talk about a Devils team with some experience, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Some excitement at the running back position, obviously. But Jaden Daniels coming back for year three. A lot of excitement for this football team. What has stood out to you so far? Well, I think that, uh, you know, when you talk about the defense, and um, even though you have two starters now practicing in uh, Jermaine Lolay and Tyler Johnson on the defensive line, uh, everybody else uh, is there practicing and looking really, really, really good. And I think uh, that uh, in a roundabout way, if you will, uh, this uh, secondary is really making life hard on Arizona State's uh, passing game, which I said going into spring practice is one uh, area that really needs to show and show big in spring. I really can't see, we can't say we, we've seen it so far, but um, if there's any, I guess, um, uh, compromising factor, if you will, over here, is that they're going probably against the best secondary in, in, in the entire Pac-12, so that really is not easy. You still have a lot of young wide receivers um, over there. But, yeah, but I think the defense, by and large, has dominated uh, spring uh, more sessions uh, than the offense has, and uh, that was really to be expected. But I'm not taking anything away from ASU's offensive line and and uh, running back group. Uh, those are two units that performed really well in 2020, and I think we're seeing more of the same uh, right now in spring practice. A lot of a lot of young players are uh, really um, making their impact on offense. Uh, Finn Collins, I think, is an excellent uh, job. Uh, so far and is in really in great position to be the backup to Jaden Daniels. And on defense, uh, two players I would highlight, uh, two newcomers that also just arrived here in January, linebacker Eric Gentry, all six, six of him, uh, definitely providing a dimension that we have not seen uh, so far with Arizona State's uh, defense under Herm Edwards. And uh, cornerback uh, Tommy Hill, a, a four-star prospect out of Florida, uh, is really um, making uh, his um, his impact and uh, his presence uh, known uh, really, really early in what is a very uh, talent-rich uh, cornerback group. So those are some of the things that are standing up, uh, standing out to me. I'm sorry, so far right now it's been practice. Hey, I agree with you with the wide receivers. If I had one thing to circle offensively, based off of the, what the small four game sample size we had, uh, you know, it, it was the fact that the wide receiver, you know, such young talent there, nobody really separated themselves as being the guy. You know, and, and you, you were you were without Darby, and now he's leaving and moving on. Who's going to be the guy? The running back group is going to be sensational, right? I mean, nobody has any questions about how they're running the football with White and training them and so forth. But who's going to be that guy that separates and becomes that 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 number one wideout, or will there not? Need to be. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and I know Herm Edwards uh, sometimes maybe gets uh, somewhat of a bad rap that he just wants to run the ball 70, 80% of the time. And last year, you may know this, uh, Ace ran the ball 65% of the time. And I don't think that was definitely the plan uh, going, going into the year. But uh, I just also think that the uh, personnel and the success or lack thereof of certain units on that side of the ball really dictated that ASU, I'm not going to say three yards in a cloud of dust because uh, those uh, running backs, 
uh, Rashad White and Chip Trainum, uh, just to hear running backs are able to eat up a lot of yards in a hurry on, uh, on any given snap. So this is definitely a very potent uh, running game. And look, I mean, if you want to be honest about it, even in an offense that was pretty much one-dimensional, if you came very close to having an undefeated season in mm-hmm. 2020, and you could talk about only four games and whatnot, but still, uh, I mean, they almost got away with it. Uh, just being, being, uh, really being so run heavy. But I know when I talked to Zach Hill um, after last season, uh, he did admit to some extent that maybe um, the offense was a little too complex, especially especially in the passing game, and that the um, great success that the running game uh, did have. And I think you point even to a game like U of A, for example, it almost really takes you out of your game plan, as as weird as that may sound. And, and tells you as an offensive coordinator, you know what, I mean, my opponent cannot stop my ground attack to save their lives. I'm not really going to put that much on my passing game. If you recall, uh, the, the game against uh, U of A, ASU only had 15 pass attempts uh, altogether throughout the game, still won, still won by a 77 margin. But, uh, yeah, I think the passing game is something that uh, may be more baby steps than giant strides. And in terms of the development, and I don't want to like raise red flags or anything about about that, but sure. I'm just saying that if anybody expected to see a huge jump in the spring in that specific aspect of the offense, we haven't seen it right now. Doesn't mean it cannot happen come fall camp in August. But uh, but, but again, not to belabor the point, that to me is the X factor. That to me is a missing piece of the puzzle if AFC is going to win the Pac-12 South and beyond. And Hode, I, I concur with that. And, and looking and hearing what you're saying and, and watching ASU, and usually spring football, you work on a lot of stuff. You work on your your weaknesses. You try to eliminate all the blemishes that you had. And, and to that point, what is Zach Hill as the OC, along with a, a a junior quarterback and this young receiving core? Are they focused? And how are they focused on improving that passing game? And I know they don't want to scrimmage or go live per se, but are they pushing the envelope and, and making that a focus going into this year, knowing they're satisfied with the running game? Well, I think there's a balancing act, Manuch, because uh, you definitely want to be creative. You definitely want to be complex. And those are, those are the calling cards of Zach Hill. That's why he was brought in here as an offensive coordinator. But at the same time, you are still dealing with, with a fairly young group. How much are you putting on their plate? How much are you asking them to do? Uh, don't forget, this is really a unique passing game that is really requiring the wide receiver to not be a robot and one and just run a curl route, run, 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 run a dig route, and just and just really uh, stick to that. Period. End of story. It's a passing game that really requires the wide receiver on any given snap to read the secondary and to adjust uh, adjust accordingly. And obviously, as a wide receiver, you're adjusting, then your quarterback has some has to adjust too. So that's been a process that maybe has not developed and has not reached um, a level that everybody wa- wa- wants it to reach. But I think that slowly but surely, uh, I think ASU can really get there. There's one wide receiver that, uh, that I probably should have mentioned earlier that did redshirt last year, Elijah Badger. And to me, he's the wide receiver that stood out the most um, out of the group right now in the spring. And I know the name is maybe not known to a lot of ASU fans because, again, he didn't play, even play one down in 2020. But look out for that guy. Maybe to be that Brandon Ayuk, if you will, not so much maybe in production or talent level, especially being such a young player, but maybe commanding enough attention that by default you can have 
the other wide receivers in that group uh, be, be open and really be given more breathing room to make to, to, to make plays. So that's something I'm going to look I'm going to look forward to because you're right. I mean, every offense needs to have a go-to wide receiver, but once you identify that uh, in the, that individual, I think you just have a really positive domino effect. Uh, that, that can really um, have a positive impact on the rest of the wide receiver group. You know, Hoan, I know that Coach Edwards always has this mantra or theme going into this season or even in spring football. Is there one in particular this year? Is there a mantra? Is there a theme um, going into spring camp and then coming out of spring football that he wants to accomplish? I mean, I don't know if it's something that he really said out loud or not, but I think really more among the assistant coaches and the players, I just feel like 2021 is put up or shut up. There's just no more excuses. I'm not saying that their Pac-12 foes are not returning a lot of talent just like ASU is, but ASU, with the amount of proven players that it is returning on both sides of the ball, there is really no reason why it cannot capture the Pac-12 South. There is no reason why it cannot be a legit contender for the conference crown. Uh, I mean, really, just everything is setting up quite nicely. Um, as I mentioned earlier, there are a lot of newcomers right now that can provide a lot of quality depth uh, in, in, in various positions, both, both both on offense and defense. So it really is a situation where I, I just think everything is lining up for this team. You look at the schedule. You've got seven home games. You, you have USC over here. I mean, I understand there's some challenging um, road games. Uh, there's some uh, very uh, not-so-weather-friendly uh, contests coming up in November, both in Seattle and Corvallis. But, but nonetheless, I just feel that this is really the year where the dam has to break and, and that next, the next step has to be taken uh, for this team because you're going to have, I think, a, a big-time talent drain following the 2021 season. So better take advantage of having all the tools you have at your disposal right now. So, again, I don't know if someone Edwards is saying that in, in so many words. I mean, sometimes he does choose his words carefully, even though you play to win the game was originated by her methods. <laughs> but, 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 but nonetheless, I do think that the sense of urgency, and I know sometimes it's a cliche that gets thrown a lot in sports, uh, is, is definitely there for this ASU team because, again, this team is going to look a whole lot different, I think, in the, in the 2022 season. So you better make... Uh, uh, really better squeeze every ounce of talent you can from a very proven and veteran team that the Sun Devils have in 2021. He's Hode Rubino, ASU beat writer for com. Hode, nice piece you wrote here on Derek English, a uh, re- receiver for uh, for Saguaro High School. Uh, about you know, a lot of people are after him. He's a 2023 prospect, Crespin. That is uh, feeling recruited, feeling good about ASU. You know, being in constant contact. And what I'm finding, Hoden, hearing from a lot of the quarterbacks, receivers that are out there, is that ASU is doing a better job of recruiting a lot of the local talent, recruiting and going after them, uh, versus just maybe making a token offer here and there. And it's just as good to see your piece you wrote here. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate the kudos first and foremost. And uh, look, I mean, I think ASU has not been ignoring the top talent in the state, but, and this is something that I've said many times before, just like they're able to get four star prospects right now from the state of Florida, uh, four star prospects from the state of, of California in, in their uh, 20, 2022 class, you also have the top talent over here in the state just want to uh, venture out, spread, spread their wings 
And it's really not a knock on ASU and their lack of recruiting efforts. It's just a matter of somebody who's born and raised uh, in the Valley just wants to play somewhere else in college. But ASU is, is definitely making uh, an effort every, every year to capture the top talent in, in state. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And look, let's not also gloss over the fact, and I think this is one fact that really gets overlooked quite a bit, that you look at uh, Kyle, uh, Kyle and Connor Sola, you look at Sola, yeah. all, all, all them to our high school, you, you look at a wide receiver like, like Ricky Paracel from, from Cornell del Sol, go ahead and look at the list of their offers. And in, in many cases, ASU is the only Power 5 offer to those, to those players. And those players have and will continue to make impact on this team. So I think sometimes that, you know, as much as people complain about ASU not landing the, 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 the top talents in the state, well, sometimes a lot of those diamonds in the rough, a lot of those players that a lot of programs around the country that do recruit the Valley on a regular basis choose to ignore, ASU is actually the one pursuing them, signing them, and really having them also be impact players on, 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 the, on this team, Ralph Frias. Uh, all, all, all the way from Safford, Arizona. That, that's that's another uh, player that you know no, no part of five uh, program was even looking in their direction. And now, uh, and obviously, he's playing on the second team offensive line and actually doing actually doing quite well. So when it comes to the instant recruiting, I think sometimes uh, ASU does, does get a really bad rap because they do go after the in-state talent. You know, if that instant talent wants to spread their wings. You know, you know, God, you know, God bless them. We'll let them do whatever they want to do. But that doesn't mean that ASU is ignoring a lot of those local players. Which, again, a lot of other Power Five programs that are definitely familiar with Saw High School and definitely familiar with the rest of the Valley are, are, are choosing, are choosing not to pursue. And ASU is pursuing them, and, and those players are making an impact right now for the Sun Devils. So, yeah, I think that ASU has and will continue to uh, make uh, a lot of efforts to uh, land uh, good talent uh, in-state. And, again, sometimes it might be the players that other, pe- that other uh, teams are going to overlook and still going to really flourish as Sun Devils. Hode, it's always a pleasure, my brother. Thanks for, uh, Thank for you, jumping Hode. on. And uh, we'll keep in touch as the, uh, we get closer to the season again. DevilsDigest.com and on Twitter, at DevilsDigest. An absolute must-follow for anybody who uh, follows Sun Devil football and all sports, to be perfectly honest. So thanks, Hode. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. No problem. Thanks for having me, guys. You got it. Uh, Hoderbino does an excellent job. He brought up the whole, you play to win the game. I never, I didn't know how much Coach would embrace that or if he was just tired of hearing it, right? Sure. When he first got hired. And uh, I walk into the locker room at UCLA. And so you, you, I'm sure it was the same way with you. And, and every coach, they put sayings up on the walls. All right? over. All over, the, all over the locker rooms. Even on the road, you bring plaques and you put them all over the walls. I walk into the UCLA locker room for ASU uh, to get my gear. <laughs> the first plaque I see just simply says you play to win the game. I love it. Absolutely love it. I uh, appreciate Ho jumping on. It's Rocky Minucci, the Crespin on Fox Sports 910. This is The Herd. The winner in this is also... Colin Cowherd. The Lakers need a third star.